When life gets you down and there's nowhere to turn to, we all know whiskey helps. I'm your host, RJ, here along with my co-host, Mitch. Hey guys, I'm Mitch. RJ and I were chilling, dropping bodies in Modern Warfare, and came up with the idea while drinking and chatting about how a different variety of drinks should give you a different feel. And nothing beats a glass of whiskey on the rocks. I cannot tell you how many times I've gotten through the week and just felt exhausted. I just wanted to have a nice sip of some 80 proof to decompress. Everybody likes a different variety of whiskey, but for me, Jameson is my go-to. What's your choice of whiskey, Mitch? Uh, me personally, I like um, a, a whiskey that's light, less oaky flavor. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of um, Johnny Walker, the green label. I've had the black label, but I wasn't really too sure how I felt about it because it had a nice soothing blend to it. All right, so you bring up Johnny Walker. So what is your opinion on this uh, getting rid of the Green Label? Well, Green Label was one of my favorite be of the Johnny Walker because it had that harsh scotch taste in the beginning, but smoothed out into a whiskey in the end. And it was just a solid glass of whiskey there at the end when you just have a couple ice cubes in it. I mean, you can drink it straight. You know, a lot of people like to mix their stuff with Coke or or Sprite or whatever, but with the green label, I didn't have to mix with anything. I just drank it straight up. But the black label had that hard, oaky taste, just like Jack Daniels, and I I just wasn't a fan of it. All right, and to that, we raise our glass to the green label. All right, so with everything going on in the world today, a lot of people are at home, you know, not working. Some people are working, you know, where are you at in life right now? Um, I've, I haven't been affected by, you know, staying home or anything. I like getting laid off from a job. Um, I know a lot of people around me have been affected by it, but since I'm considered an essential worker, you know, we didn't have any issues. Uh, we bounced back pretty good towards the end of the year, and everything seemed to flow good. I mean, they're not talking about layoffs anymore, and people are starting to get their jobs back. So I think it'll be good for everybody to start working again. All right, you said it, mission essential. That's like the uh, the killer for me. Cause you know, at one point uh, we were living in Hawaii and you actually had to have a letter or a memo saying you were deemed mission essential or you would get fined while driving out in the streets of uh, Honolulu on Oahu. Um, and it was just crazy, like we couldn't leave our house. Like we felt like prisoners on an island where you're already a prisoner. Like it just baffled me that, you know, we couldn't go do anything. Uh, fast forward almost a year now, guys, like it's been a, a wild 2020, you know, being able to just go out and do whatever and like chill, not actually be, not necessarily like locked down, but at the same time, like, you know, still have your freedom in a way like what are your go-to things while either stuck at home or while you're able to still go out like have the bars been affected for you you know what's going on there oh yeah the you know the government the governor for south carolina he he made the alcohol stopping at 11 and you know i didn't i didn't know that so i went out one time and went to the club and as soon as I walked in, I see everybody drinking bottles of water. I was like, I walked up to the bar and asked for some beer. And she was like, uh, we stopped serving at 1030. I was like, 1030? Why did you stop serving at 1030? And she was like, 
the governor passed a bill saying that they couldn't sell alcohol past 11, so they started cutting back at 10.30 to get people wrapped up, and um, so their tabs paid off and everything, so they had to, couldn't have any alcohol in the vicinity or anybody could drink it past 11 o'clock. So I looked retarded going into a, a place where I couldn't buy alcohol. <laughs> Alright, yeah, I was affected with it too. So, buddy got married up in Ohio. Uh, DeWine put in this, uh, pretty much, last call was 10 o'clock. Glasses had to be all, you know, empty by 11. So, you know, buddy's getting married. What do we do? Throw a bachelor's party. So we go to this strip club up in Cleveland. And uh, it was wild. Um, we ended up ordering like 12 shots at the table. And we just started throwing them back between... Uh, 10 and 11 and then as soon as 11 o'clock hit you know we went straight to the van uh, we uh, pretty much carpooled out there and um, we had a stash hidden in the back of the van we had crown um, we had jameson we had some makers and we had a fuck ton of corona <laughs> so you know like what do we do you know last call happened we go to the van, we shotgun some beers, and we went right back in there. Nobody knew a fucking difference. Gotta improvise. Always. Yeah, I had the same story pretty much. I was, um, when I went out, I had a bottle of, of Maker's Mark in a, in a truck, and me and my buddy were like, well shit, we can just bring something a little bit in here. I had a little flask, I hid it in my jacket pocket, walked in. Band was still playing until 2 a.m., but nobody was drinking but me and him. We were sitting there just sipping on the flask. If we run out, we just go back out to the truck, fill it up. <laughs> um, but, I mean, that's just, it's pretty stupid to me to think that places will still be open until 2 a.m. thinking that um, COVID is supposed to lay off. But what's the point of having the same place open until 2 a.m., but you're stopping alcohol at, at 11 versus, you know, 1 or one thirty, two a.m. when the place is closed. I mean, I don't see a big deal in it, but it's just the concept of closing a place down at 2 a.m., but you stop serving alcohol at an earlier time. Like, what's the difference between that and then 2 a.m.? It makes literally no difference. Yeah, I kind of, like, uh, had that same question when we were uh, at the club because it's kind of like, you're not going to give me... Um, caffeine either it's like you guys weren't they weren't serving red bulls they weren't serving any type of sodas they weren't giving us anything and like water was it was tap it wasn't even out the hose because you never know you know they weren't risking anything so it's kind of weird um dude it's just a crazy time for liquor right now like you know you got bars if you go outside that time limit you know they're either facing fines massive fines facing getting closed down and possibly losing their liquor license like this is wild. Well, I mean, you know, a lot of people or a lot of bars now, they, they rarely ID people. And I think it's funny because when you walk in, you see a kid that's 18 years old. Like I was, um, I walked into the gas station and I was buying a six pack for myself. And there was a couple of guys outside asking people to buy them alcohol. And I was like, why would you do that? Like, I mean, he just turned 21. <laughs> You know, it's not a big deal to wait, but, you know, when you have underage kids that go into bars, like, I know a few bars that don't card people, and they should, but I guess it's just a select few people who don't, really. It depends on who's working at these places, but, you know, they, I mean, they have, what's the, um, what's the name of that company that 
goes out there and catches people who sell underage. What's the name of them? To catch a predator? No, not to catch a predator. <laughs> what, what? What? I can't think of the name of them. Um, they're law enforcement, but they, but they go out and to places and go undercover and buy drinks or sit at the edge of the bar and they'll see if people ID and if they don't, they throw a huge fine at them. I can't think of the name of the the people. Though. What are they called? I, I don't know. The, um, yeah, I'm drawing a blank. I can't either. I can't figure it out. I've never heard of them. Well, that's like... I don't know. I'll have to look it up. But here, let me see. So that's like... I remember... Sled. Time. That's what it was. Sled. Sled. Yeah, that's what it is. I think it's sled. What the fuck is sled? It's it's where they, they, they go into these bars and they shut down places or take their liquor license for selling to underage kids that's what it is sled that's what it is that's i don't know why i couldn't think of that for a minute but that's what they do they go out to these bars and they'll they'll have like one guy sit at the end of the table and he'll order a drink or something but he doesn't actually drink it he just sits there and orders it and then watches the crowd and then he'll check and see if these people are checking ids and then if He'll ask them, or they'll set people up. Like even when I went to the gas station, there was a couple of guys outside who would like talk to a young kid. He was probably 17 years old, and be like, "Hey, go in there and try to buy alcohol." And they would be in the store looking around, and he tried to buy alcohol from them. And if they sold it to him without checking his ID, they would find him. And that's just the way they do it. I mean, it's just they try to shut down these companies for selling underage. And if they don't ID, I mean, it's it's the law, though. You got to ID everybody, but it just depends on what kind of company you're running. That's like, I remember when I turned 21, you know, stationed out Fort Lewis, Washington, still had my 16-year-old driver's license. First thing I do, I go to the uh, Class 6 over at the exchange, buy beer. Not once did I get ID'd. I was pissed, because I'm like, damn, like I could have been doing this the entire time. <laughs> You know, been here for two um, years now, like, what was I thinking? What was I doing? I had to go and ask buddies, like, hey man, go ask the neighbor, like, hey, go buy me a beer. They'd be like, yeah, you know, just take a couple from me. It was that easy. But like the thing, well, I, mean, I this never this got, different. like, I was, are you sure you don't want to look at my ID? She's like, no. I was like, are you positive? She's like, here's your beer, go. I'm like, damn, like, <laughs> fuck me. That was funny. Yes, I had a similar story because I went to the, when I first turned 21, I went to a liquor store for the first time and, you know, I got my bottle out and whatever I wanted and I sat there and went to go pay for it. She was, was like, oh, it's this, this, and this. I was like, wow, really? I was like, you didn't even want to ask for my ID? She was like, oh, yeah, can I see your ID? I was like, man, I just turned 21 today. She was like, oh, happy birthday. I was like, that's kind of fucking disappointing. <laughs> you just turned 21, you don't get ID'd. You're sitting there thinking the entire time. You're like, wow, I could have just walked in and did this. Yeah, there's a couple places that are like that. In high school, we had a place. Um, I don't know if they're still open. Um, used to go there right after track practice or hell, sometimes even before. Go in, uh, grab a Playboy. Grab a Bud Light, Budweiser, something tall, like three or four of us would split. I'm talking like ninth grade. <laughs> 40. <laughs> like, oh, you guys splitting a 40? Dude just didn't care. Like, sometimes he wouldn't even charge full price because he knew. He's like, just go. Like, <laughs> take it, my son. <laughs> just enjoy yourself. Or, you know, 
we're out there running the four by four, just throwing up. Like, <laughs> well, nobody questioned anything. It's kind of crazy how they changed in the the age for tobacco too. They they did that fairly recently, from eighteen to twenty one, and I don't understand that either because, um, you know, people in the military who are eighteen years old, they can't buy tobacco, but they can serve their country, and they, and that goes all back to way back when is that kids that were 18 years old that could buy alcohol and that was like a standard because they were old enough to serve the country so they were old enough to drink i mean that's just the way it was and that's how the way it was for us like you know when we turned 18 years old you know our father would hook us up with some drinks <laughs> but that's before everything changed yeah that's like uh you know going from hopping around a lot um you know going from washington to hawaii and then you know getting to where i was as a um an, an nco and getting my first soldier who dipped religiously 18 years old in hawaii from the get-go i don't know how long the law's been probably since the 90s you had to be 21. this dude was struggling <laughs> like he did not know what was going on if he didn't have something in his lip? Like, shit drove me crazy. Because I'm like, dude, like, I ain't supposed to do this, but, like, here you go. And also, he would change a 180. Completely different person. Fully functioning person. But if he didn't have a dip in, he was never there. Like, I don't know what, what was going on. <laughs> but, you know, like, I felt bad. Because, like you said, you know, like, he swore in. He took an oath. He made it through basic. Made it through AIT. Got to his first duty station. They are like, no, no, hold up. You're not an adult. It just drives me crazy. Yeah, I mean, I just... I don't even know uh, who came in effect to that, but... You know, when we were, we were growing up, we know we played sports and stuff. We played football, and I played lacrosse, and I... Hell, I dipped on the lacrosse team. I would sit there in the middle of the game and just throw in a log, dude. <laughs> and I would sit there and spit it. And that's... But that was different. Like, we could, you only had to be 18 to buy it. So, you know, I never really had any issues with people being, like, nicotine freaks. But I've seen it. Like, people change 180% like you were talking about. Like, you know, they'll have, like, the twitches and stuff like that. And they're like, man, I need some nicotine. And then all of a sudden they get it and they're, they're like, a completely calm person. I don't know. It's just, I guess it's a mindset. But that's just... Yo, they were straight up, like, tweakers, man. Like, I don't know. Like, it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, there was one time. So... Uh, God, thinking about the year. So, you know, rewind back to 2018. Uh, we went out to PTA, which is, uh, I'm going to chop it, but I'm going to, you know, take a swing at it. It was like the Pokaula Training Center on the big island of Hawaii. Um, you know, right around the same time the volcano erupted and, you know, you, one, there's two things that we really live on being in the military: caffeine and nicotine. Like if you don't have it, you're not surviving. <laughs> Hell, I you know like, that now, dude. <laughs> like when you're back in the rear, you know, alcohol is the third thing. But volcano erupts. You know, we're still out there training. Um, it was like a 47 to 60 day rotation, and a little exchange on the uh, Katoma area closes because the one person that worked there, or the two people that worked there, for some reason. They lived three hours in the other direction where the volcano was. So as these fissures are opening up, you know, they thought their houses were going to be affected. And it's, 
you know, super tragic that that was happening. And, um, you know, we didn't get activated or anything like that for humanitarian relief, but for us, we kind of got fucked. We didn't have any type of caffeine, didn't have any type of tobacco. I was looking, seeing dudes buy sticks of cigarettes for $10 a piece. I was seeing dudes take pinches for $5 a piece. Like shit was scarce. And it was like, <laughs> if you were out there, you were walking out a multi-millionaire. Like if you went out there like prepared. Oh shit, that'd be a life. And it was bad. I'm and like, then, you know, that's what, I, I, I run off caffeine and nicotine all every day. Like I, I work third shift, so I'm always up during the night. And I had my blood pressure taken the next morning after I had my shift. I had drinking. 600 milligrams of caffeine in one night. I had two cups of coffee and three energy drinks in one night. And I was like, my heart was beating out of my chest. And I had my blood pressure taken. And I should have been dead. <laughs> my blood pressure was 195 over over 95. I think it was like 195 over 95. And that's like stage three hypertension. <laughs> so I should have died. But my body was like, nah, you'll be all right. You'll make it through another day. But that's just the way it is, working working nights, man. It's just crazy. All right, so talk about caffeine. Remember when Four Locos first came out? I think those weren't, weren't those energy drinks at first? Yeah, so they were sold. They were marketed as energy drinks. So there was a Circle K that was behind the uh, football field. <laughs> and um, after, after practice, sometimes before, we'd go grab energy drinks. Not every day we would drink them, but <laughs> we would... One day, we decided to drink the Four Loco before practice. Little did we know we would be drunk while out there trying to run. Oof. Like, I've never seen an entire line of linemen just, like, fall over. Oh, that's kind of funny. Just sitting there puking. What the hell? Did I run y'all too much? <laughs> like, because, again, at the time, it was marketed as an energy drink. They were never labeled as alcohol. Yeah. You know, a year later, after they were selling them next to the Monsters, like, they decided they were going to move them. Then they went next to the Mike's Hard Lemonade, and it's like, dude, Mike's does not compare... <laughs> with four loco four loco is a is like s tier mike's down there in the d yeah fucking that malt liquor dude i can't do it oh i've had bad times with freaking four loco <laughs> i lost a bet and i had to chug one and next thing you know i had the killer hangover in the morning and i had my buddy had to drive me home i'm sitting there throwing up in a paper paper bag and while driving he was like, damn, dude, don't get that shit all over my car. I was like, I can't help it. I don't get in motion sick. <laughs> like, hey, that, I'm sorry. I can't I can't help it. It's just, well, it's that sweetness. It's this, the sweet drinks is what gives you the headache. And I don't care who you are. I can sit there and drink, like, whiskey all night. And I could fucking kill a fifth. Like, me and Dad killed a fifth to ourselves. And, like, actually, like, two fifths. We killed, like, two fifths to ourselves. And, um... We're sitting there next morning, wake up like golden, dude. <laughs> I don't, I can't explain it, but if I drink like a mixed drink with anything sweet, like if I were drinking like a whiskey and Coke or something like that, I, I get a headache in the morning. And it's from the, the sweetness of the drink. I, I can't explain it, but everybody's different. You know, some people can drink those foo-foo drinks all night and be fine. Me, no, dude, I'm spinning in the morning, dry heaving. It just affects everybody differently. Like, what about you? What do you, um, do you get affected by that stuff? All right, not gonna lie. I can sit and drink my top, my ties, like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> Sex on the beaches, all day. Screwdrivers, just fucking send it. But it's like, I don't know. It's one of those, but for me, I can't do like super dark liquor. Like, I, like, 
Jack. I get so sick when I drink Jack Daniels. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, nothing against the company. Like, the first couple sips is good. But after that, I'm puking. It's the same with tequila. Well, how is how are you drinking the Jack, though? Neat. You're drinking it neat? No, I can't do that. I, I hate the taste. <laughs> I, I just despise the taste. And it's, I mean, it's just... It's just heavy on the the oakiness, and I, God Almighty, I just it's that tar barrel, and it's crazy because it's like you can add coke, it doesn't make a fucking difference. No, like, it's Jack still, is it's just Jack. Yeah, it's still that bitter oaky taste, and I don't know. I just I like a smooth drink. I don't like that to sit there and just like, you know, like sit there and try, try to get that taste out of your mouth. It's like swallowing a fart, <laughs> trying to get that taste out of your mouth. <laughs> all right, so that's all right. So you're saying that. All right, so the same night of the the, uh, the strip club for the bachelor party. So here we are. I'm like, I don't do tequila. Don't buy tequila. Dude comes back, two shots of tequila. I was like, bro, what the fuck? He was like, here's a lemon drop afterwards. Because, you know, he's like, this will get rid of it. So he's like, just throw the tequila back and then just go for the lemon drop. So I'm like, okay, well, how do I, I, you know, me, don't do tequila. So he's like, oh, you know, bite this, snort this, fucking throw it back. So I'm like, all right. So I'll lick the salt. Yeah, he, you know, he's telling me how to do that. So me, I'm like. This is gross. So I just I just grab the shot, I throw it back. Grab the next one, throw it back. I look at the lemon drop, I line up the sugar in my hand, I snort the shit, throw it back. And all of a sudden I go outside. Mind you, we have to wear masks everywhere. Right. So I'm wearing my mask. <laughs> and all of a sudden, like, I just exhale. And I'm like, Ugh. tequila, Ugh. tequila, Ugh. All the way outside. I was like throwing back <laughs> cigarettes. Like there was no tomorrow. I'm pretty sure I smoked a pack and a half just to get rid of the taste. I throw my mask back on to go back inside and I'm like, Ugh. like, I don't know what it is. The smell, the taste. Like my stomach was on fire it's not, from it's tequila. Not that bad. Dom, one tequila on the ground. Yeah, one, te one tequila, two tequila. Three now there, there's no three. There's it's one and done. Oof. Like, I just don't know what it is. Maybe it's the lineup you did. You gotta, you gotta lick the salt, just throw back the tequila, and then bite the line, dude. That's, that's just the way it is. But one thing, I saw so the maybe lemon dropper, I don't recommend snorting uh, sugar. So, like, I did it. <laughs> you know, like, when you're, like, in elementary school, like, you, stuck, you shove the pixie stick in your nose and just inhale? <laughs> like, don't recommend it. So here I am. Like, I'm outside. I don't know what it is, but it's kind of, like, dipping. I, like, have to spit every time I, like inhale on a cigarette i don't know what it is so every time i go to do it i like hawk a fucking a loogie of sugar <laughs> i'm just like the rest of the night everything tasted like sugar shit was in my sinus cavities like i don't know how people do it <laughs> i can't explain that either i mean i i never really seen anybody snort sugar before uh i mean it's just not normal to do that i don't know what you were thinking <laughs> just like oh maybe i'll snort it you know make it better but <laughs> for a lemon drop date come on yeah that's pretty much how it was i think our other drink of uh choice that night was um it was like a vegas bomb red bull and i think it was some type of whiskey I'm not 100 percent sure what it was but it's pretty good like i could drink them all goddamn night I mean, when I go out, there there's only two things I can drink. It's either beer or whiskey. I can't I can't mix both, or I can't do like I can't start with whiskey and then go to beer. It's just like I don't know. It's the consistency of the taste when you know when you sitting there drinking whiskey first and then you like I did that once. I I did that on my twenty first. I all right. I was drinking Guinness. You need to explain your twenty first. Like how did the entire night from start to finish go? Um. 
start to finish, I mean, we went to Local Q. And I was drinking beer at Local Q, shooting pole. And then we decided to go downtown. So we went downtown and we went to uh, this first bar. I don't remember the name of the bar, but... Was it a rooftop? No, it wasn't. Did we go to rooftop? I don't remember. If we, I don't think we went to rooftop. But we went to this one bar and there was a band playing and I was sitting there drinking Guinness and um, excellent choice. Yeah, the waitress was sitting there like, "Oh, you want a you want a shot?" And she's like, "I'll do a shot with you." She's like, "Happy birthday!" I was like, "I'll do a shot with you." I was like, "Cool." So she brings over two shots and I I chugged it before. I toasted to her, and she was like, oh, what the hell? You're supposed to wait for me. So she drank her shot, and she was like, hang on, I'll be back one more. So she gets me another shot. So I'm sitting here drinking a pint of Guinness as I'm drinking these shots. And all of a sudden, I feel great. You know, I was like, you know, my stomach's not turning or anything like that. So I pound my beer down, and we go to the next place called Jack and Diane's. It's a dueling piano bar. So as soon as we get to Jack and Diane's, I sit down, and I had to burp. Well, as soon as I burped, threw up, <laughs> I threw up all over myself and all over the floor and all over my boots, and my dumbass got up and walked over to another table <laughs> and ordered a beer. <laughs> ain't nothing happened here. Nope, ain't nothing happened. I'm just sitting there watching people kick it and put towels down and trying to clean it up, and I'm over there ordering another beer at another table. Yo, empty stomach. Gotta start again. Yeah, I mean, I was feeling great after that one. Felt sober as shit. <laughs> You gotta replenish. So, and then went back to the hotel, and I don't remember after that. To be honest with you, I don't remember the next day. I'm pretty sure that's everybody's twenty-first. Well, like, mine was pretty fucking wild. Had a buddy. We brewed our own beer. It was our first batch. I think we ended up bottling twelve that were keepers. So we drank those. We drank a bottle of Fireball. Mind you, this is only two of us. We drank a bottle of Jameson. We drank a bottle of Crown. We drank a bottle of Jack. Mind you, I fucked up there. And then we, I think that we finished off with either uh, some Makers. I'm pretty sure it was Makers Mark was the end. Completely gone. Like, that was a lot of booze. Like, <sighs> six beers each, plus like six liquors, the entire bottles. Like, gone. Oh, so makes my stomach turn to just think about that. I don't recall this night, but my wife has the videos. Hopefully, I think she still does. So, my buddy, um, I'm just going to call him Mike. So Mike and I were, uh, you know, really good friends. And I went to Cabela's probably like a week before and bought this super expensive shock collar for the dog. So we go like duck hunting. So if he goes out of range, it'll shock his ass to come back. So for some reason, Mike decides to uh, put the shit on his neck. <laughs> I don't know why he did it. Yeah, I have no idea. So he's like, oh, uh, Craig, get up to 10. Uh. Okay, so I'm saying that because dude sounded like beef as a butthead. Like, spitting fucking image. Um, just to, th like, give it to you guys. We're in the field. He's briefing on the mic to the colonel. He's like, uh, sir, we have a, uh, but, uh. The colonel looks at him, and he's just shaking his head because he's like, uh. <laughs> so, like, how he fucking talked. Drove me fucking crazy. So he's like, oh, crank it up to 10, bro. Uh. And so I do it. <laughs> I mean, that dude went straight up like Cornholio. Like he's on the ground <laughs> screaming like a fucking bitch. Like, <laughs> ah! Like, <laughs> damn near season on the ground. And it was just a little, it wasn't even the full like zap. It was just like the test button. Like, I don't know what happened, 
But that test between all the booze, <laughs> him being completely gone, like I don't know what it was. He was done. He hit the ground so fucking hard, like, but it, he level like parallel with the ground, dude. It was crazy. And then he handed it to me, you know. And he's like, "Shock yourself." So I'm like, "Okay, I'm gonna put it down at one," because he couldn't tell the difference. So I, I hit myself, and I was like, "Bro, I don't know what's wrong with you." I hand in the remote. He's like, "Oh, there's no way." He sees that it's on one. I, somehow we thought it was 10 and he's like and I was like sitting there like oh god just a little twitch it's like harder daddy harder like I don't know like that was my 21st and I don't recall really any of it but again there's a video somewhere oh I remember I, you know it's kind of funny you brought up Cabela's because I had the same story with, uh, a similar story really with Cabela's with Spence uh, we were uh me and him were out drinking a little bit, and we decided to go to Cabela's. Uh, we went to local. We were at local Q, and he had a couple beers, and he was feeling pretty good. He don't really drink that much, so he had a low tolerance, and he was feeling pretty good. And we were looking for ammo and stuff like that. And we, he sees this uh, couple over there, and they're hugging. And this guy, fucking, he was grabbing his grabbing his girlfriend, and he he slipped his his hand at her butt cheek, and he like slid his whole hand down her crack. And my brother, all of a sudden, he, he just looks at him, and they're no more than 20 feet away from him. So he was like, the whole finger. <laughs> and they're sitting there, he's sitting there grinning at us, just looking at us. So he's like, he's left a whole fucking finger in there. And I was like, <laughs> I was sitting there about being myself laughing because I couldn't help it. But he was fucked up, and he, he barely remembers it, but he, he it's a vague memory of his, but he just, he sits there and. He's sitting there just saying the whole finger, and we made a video of it. Um, we were playing the games. Oh, that's right. We were playing Rocket League. Yeah, we were playing Rocket League. That's when, the... when uh, Drop Shot first came out. You know, that was like my first Twitch stream. God, that was years ago. Yeah, I mean that. I mean that was funny as hell. I mean, other than that, we um, dude, we talking. That's like 2015. Was it really that far far long ago? Yeah, because I was actually in my house in Washington. Man, I didn't think it was that far long ago. That's crazy. I can't believe that. <laughs> That's hard to believe. But I mean, shit, we're getting old, dude. <laughs> I know. Like, where does the time go? Right. I mean, you're sitting there just working. I mean, I the years gone by so fast for me. You know, I just sit there. I go to work, come home, and repeat. You know, and it just doesn't seem like the time's going anywhere. But next thing I know, it's December. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, you know, like, Right? Like you blink and the year went by. Man, that's what sucks. That's what I went from a field rotation in January to learning about COVID while in the field. Then all of a sudden, like, it, it had to have been the flu. I had the flu. Oh, hold on. No. I had hand, foot, and mouth. I had a kid's disease. Like, I had these bumps all over my hands, all over my feet, and inside of my mouth. It's the second time I've had them in like four years. You're only supposed to get it like once in your life and you're like three years old when you get it. Like I don't, I don't, as an adult, I've had it twice in the last seven years. Maybe you're a child inside. Always. <laughs> like I don't know what it is. So we learned about COVID. So you know, like hand, foot, and mouth, super, super contagious. So I'm like on quarantine already before quarantine was cool. And all of a sudden I started getting this like weird cough. And mind you again, living in Hawaii, tourism is huge. From, from Asian, 
background. It's like, you know, Japan, Korea, China, like all those huge, they all like, you know, tourism attract attractions in Hawaii are like massive. So like after hand, foot and mouth, all of a sudden I get started like this weird, harsh cough and I could not beat it. And it wasn't like something stuck in my chest. It wasn't like, it was just a dry cough. Nobody thought anything of it. So they're like, just stay at home for another week. So I'm at home. Also, I get a phone call from Doc like, hey, we can't test you, but you're going to have to stay at home until we figure this out. I'm like, what do you mean? He's <laughs> like, oh, because of COVID-19. So I started to do more research about COVID-19. And, you know, like my ass was from home from January 27th. Then all of a sudden, everybody, because Hawaii shut down, the entire organization shut down, the unit we were in, from under the 25th, and we were teleworking until it was damn near April 1st. Like, it had to have been a fool's day joke for us to actually come back to work. And, you know, after that, PCS in July, and then here we are, and then after that, it was just, we blanked. That's now it's December 8th. Right? Now it's December 8th. Where's the time gone? But I think the whole COVID thing is is over, overproduced or like I don't want to say overproduced. I would say like the media inspired because Ozzy Osbourne has been biting heads off of bats for years and they nothing wrong with him. But everybody says, yeah, Ozzy Osbourne, he's pretty much indestructible because he's been doing drugs. All <laughs> you know, all right. But, but everybody says the COVID came from bats. But if Ozzy ain't got it, all right. So the, the story behind the Ozzy. Biting the head off bat. Like, Ozzy was notorious for doing it to uh, plastic bats and rubber bats. Ah. The one day someone throws up a dead bat up there, Ozzy's oblivious to it and has no idea. He sees it, he grabs it, he bites it off, and the buff fucker starts gushing blood. Like, only happened once. Real bat one time. But it's like, you're right, he didn't catch COVID. <laughs> right. but, but in reality, coronavirus has always been there. Coronavirus is the common cold. Well, if you also look at the bottle... But it's ball, mutated. If you also look at the back of a Lysol bottle... It says coronavirus. Yeah. That's coronavirus. what I'm saying. It's the common cold, but it doesn't say common cold on the back of it. No. So when you look up the terminology for coronavirus, it says common cold. Well, it, you know, and it's kind of funny because, you know, they, they always say it starts with our resp- it's an upper respiratory infection. Well... I mean, you can get bronchitis, you can get... Um, pneumonia. Pneumonia. It, it's the same thing, but people bounce back from it. But it's the people who have the underlying conditions is what it, it affects them the most. And and a lot of people are blaming, you know, they're blaming everybody for not wearing masks. But you have to, just like the flu and obesity, you have to let it run its course. You know, when you have obese people, they try to, they either try to fix it or they don't. And they either die from being obese. And it's just like the flu. If you have the flu, you either live through it or you die from it. I guess it all depends on how bad your your body is, how bad your immune system is. And a lot of people don't understand that when you have not you're not in good bill of health and you try to stay away from it, but even touching a doorknob, you know, you get the flu or cold, you know, it's all it's all airborne and it's all on surfaces and stuff like that. I mean it's just inevitable. You know, so the whole point of shutting down and trying to end the virus, you're not shutting down everything. It's not going to control the virus and spreading because one way or another, it's going to keep spreading. So if you just let it run its course, everybody will build immunity to it or or get the vaccinations or whatever. 
that are coming out in next year. Um, but I don't see a huge deal about it. I don't understand why everybody's blowing it up when you have all these other sicknesses that kill people every day in larger numbers than the coronavirus has in a year. And they had a vaccine for it, but how do you know the vaccines are 100%? Well, how do you know the numbers are 100%? Well, you don't. Exactly. It's, it's all media-inspired. But also, the hospitals that have people who come in with maybe a chest cold or pneumonia or even a common cold, um, they consider it coronavirus. And, you know, somebody can go, somebody can go in with a heart attack. You still and, do have to test positive for COVID for it to be marked as COVID. But, the, like all the deaths from these, these other illnesses that aren't COVID, they mark them as COVID. Well, how do you get yeah, Because they tested positive. Like, how do you know COVID didn't cause that man's heart attack to, uh, you know, speed up? Like, okay, well, let's, just, let's say he had cardiovascular issues prior. Right. But, but, I mean, it's, but it's an underlying condition. You have to think about it that way. It's, it's like I was saying before, it's the underlying conditions is what causes people to die. Agreed. <laughs> like, I guess you can't really argue with that because I mean, it's true. So, like, you know, let's say for me, like, let's say if I have asthma, I test positive for COVID. Are you going to I have an asthma attack and I die? You know, I didn't die. One, like, I didn't die from that asthma attack. I died because somehow COVID affected it. Or enhanced it. Let's just say enhanced Okay, we'll say enhanced. That goes back to, that's why I just drink. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> 80 proof is going to kill it. Like, the cure for COVID is alcohol. You know, people. That, I, <laughs> I watched a news report about the lady. She was like 102, 103. And they were like, what's your uh, message to all the, the youth for how you live so long? And she's like, I drink a glass of beer a day. I'm like, hell yeah. My man, like, let's do it. So, you know, like, I've always read good things about, like, drinking red wine every day. Like, red wine's good for you. I've read drinking a can of beer is good for you, to an extent. Because, I mean, like, lots of yeast, you know, like, problems there. But, like, a glass of whiskey a day, like, I can do that. Oh, that's no problem. I can, should I do it in my sleep? Just put me, hook me up to a hose. <laughs> but <laughs> Give me an IV. Yeah, just put it in an IV. That's all I need to clean you out. So blood purifier, that's what we like to call it. Now other whiskeys I like. I mean I can I'm down for moonshine. I like me some two hundred proof. Now, even though it kills you on the way down, but you know you're not gonna get sick for a long time. Alright, so alright, moonshine. So fun a weird story. So Mike, we're going back to the story about Mike. So I give Mike a homemade bottle of apple pie. Mind you like, I've drank in plenty of quarts throughout the week that I've had no head issues. So Mike decides to throw back the court in one sitting <laughs> and uh, his roommate found him foaming at the mouth. <laughs> like, Mike, why'd you drink the entire bottle in a sitting? And apparently he chugged it within like 30 minutes. Oh, a quart oh. of shine. Oh no, mercy. Yeah, like Mike, you done fucked up. Like, ain't talked to the dude in years now. You know, we had a falling out because of an incident. But, you know, like, Mike, if you're out there, like, why? That's all I want to know. <laughs> why? It was fun while it lasted. Right. Like, <laughs> dude had to go get his stomach pumped and shit. Like, oh, Lord. Yeah. Was it worth it? 
Probably not. I, I remember my first try of moonshine. His dad, he had this mason jar, and it was just clear. And he was like, you want a sip of this? He said, it's just water. I said, well, I guess. Why is it in a you know, mason jar? And he was like, oh, I, just, I keep it in there and so I can measure how much I drink out of the day. I was like, all right, cool. So That's pretty fucked up. Yeah. So he, um, he dipped his finger in it, lit it on fire right in front of me. Right before I tasted it, and I didn't think, I like, you know, I, I didn't really think about it at the time. I was old. Nothing clicked. I, yeah, I was like 18 years old. I, I mean, I didn't really um, experience with moonshine until then. And so he like, just, he's a water and a firebender. It's yeah. like, dad's an airbender. <laughs> so, so he hands me the jar and I smell it. And, he, you know, it doesn't smell like nothing until you sip it. And I, he was like, take, take, your, take your mouthful. So, I, I did what he said. I took a mouthful and everything went numb. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was like a. God, I was like, I was breathing fire and ice. <laughs> my whole mouth was Yoke. numb. My Pure whole, white lightning. Oh, dude, it was Ugh. all the way down. My body was just cold. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. Can't believe I, and I was sitting there dry heaving. And he was like, no, don't throw up. Don't throw up. You better take it. I was like, what the hell did you give me? He said, that is pure 200 proof moonshine. Jesus like, Christ. Make you go blind, kids. Oh, after that, I became a whiskey drinker. <laughs> so, you know, I always been a fan of just like, I don't know, it's like, I drink it like it's water. Like after the first sip, you know, you get that, that like bite to it. And then the second sip is just easy. <laughs> I don't know. It's just different. When I went to Tennessee, I went to Gatlinburg and I stayed like a couple of nights down there with a couple of friends and my girlfriend at the time and they were like, let's go out drinking. So right near the aquarium in Gatlinburg, there's a whole bunch of bars, like a little strip. There's bars everywhere. And there's Old Smoky and uh, another uh, Sugar sugar something moonshine, Sugar Hill moonshine or Sugar something moonshine. Um, we went to Sugar, I don't remember the name, but it was Sugar something moonshine. And um, we did a moonshine mile. And they're over there gagging and shit on this moonshine until we got to Blue Lightning, which is, uh, it was 100, 140 proof. And I'm sitting there watching everybody do it, and they're sitting there like, you know, like disgusted. And I'm sitting there with a straight face just drinking it like it's nothing. And my girlfriend comes over, and she was like, are you going to do that? And I was like, yeah. She said, you want mine too? I was like, no, you better drink it. <laughs> so she drank it, and she looked at me in disgust, like like I, <laughs> like I made her do it. And I was like, you, you drink it. Yeah. She's like, you bitch. <laughs> she just looked at me with pure disgust. She was like, how the hell did you do that and not move? Like, your face didn't change. You stayed the same. I was like, I don't know. I just... Pretty buzz. <laughs> so, so we go over to another place, which is Old Smoky, and we went to Old Smoky and did another moonshine mile. We actually did two moonshine miles at Old Smoky, and there was like twelve shots of moonshine. You sitting there throwing them back, throwing them back, and they're so fucked up to get to the car. And I'm sitting there, I feel like I'm sober as shit. Really, I was a little buzzed, but I felt fine. And I'm seeing everybody else like spinning and wobbling and shit. And I was like, let's go to Five Guys. So, so we go to Five Guys and start eating, and my buddy was um, halfway through his burger and he burped and as soon as he burped he covered his mouth like <laughs> and I was like dude you he's like he ran to the bathroom and threw up and he came back and he's like alright I feel better now I'm gonna finish the rest of my burger he finishes the rest of the burger and I'm sitting there watching him walk back to the car and he's still stumbling all over the place like, <laughs> like that burger didn't help him 
<laughs> but, <laughs> he threw up and got drunk again. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Drink to sober and threw up to sober and freaking ate a half a burger and got drunk again. And, oh, man, it's crazy. We went back to the Airbnb as soon as he freaking hit the sack, dude. He was out cold. Like, he was like a dead body, dude. He just laid there lifeless. <laughs> Didn't make a sound. And that's like, I've always had issues with old smoking. Like, it's overpriced in my opinion. It's too sweet. It is yeah, not it, good. It, it's sweet, but the, there's nothing better than if you know somebody who makes it. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. straight out the garage. Out the wood line, Hell, you can, like you moonshine. Can, I mean, you can make alcohol nice. in your in your freaking closet. It calls it closet wine. That's what they call it. You take a, uh, you know, those um, Welch's grape juice or whatever. Uh, you sugar and yeast. That's pretty much it. <laughs> you just let it sit, and the uh, the uh, yeast ferments the sugar and turns it into alcohol, and you're sitting there drinking wine <laughs> out of some grape juice. Man, I'm trying to remember what it was, but like I have fermented some weird shit before. Like sugar yeast inside of uh, apple cider. Just just forget about it. Oh, like don't don't drink it. Don't anything. Put it in the fridge and forget about it. You go back like four months later. It's gonna have a nice kick to it. Hi, my buddy. He um he put some pears in a jar of two hundred proof and left them there. And he showed up to the party with a basket of fruit. And I'm like, what the fuck you bring fruit for? He's like just bite it <laughs> so i'm sitting there like thinking i was like what the fuck are you doing to it because he dried them off and everything you know he cleaned them off and everybody's like why the fuck do you bring fruit so as soon as you bite into it you taste that harshness and i'm like "Ooh, i know what this is <laughs> and everybody else starts biting into it and they're like they spit it out because they think there's just something wrong with the bear <laughs> and i was like you eat it you retard you just alcohol yeah that's like taking a um a sewing pin and just stabbing peaches and then just throwing it inside of some shine. Just let it absorb oh. overnight. Oh my god. Like, I love a good peach. But I love some soaked peaches. I don't know what it is. The shit just hits different. Shit, you put that shit in a blender with some other fruit? Man, you got you a spice smoothie. Hell yeah. Maybe we'll have to, we'll have to do that one time. I agree. Ferment some fruits and freaking make a spice smoothie. Like a, a hair of the dog type moment. <laughs> a healthy alternative. Well, it's about that time. It's getting late. Think we should call it? Yeah, I think we should call it. It's pretty late. It's 11. Quarter after 11. All right. We raise our glass. Cheers. Cheers. All right, guys. I'm your host, RJ. I'm the co-host, Mitch. We'll see you guys later.